This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, and others with topics that will pique your curiosity. I'll be your host, Taj. rise for the singing of our national anthem. Coming back to slap trunk with a sack of gold. This that spook sitting at the door. Lady Tata singing blues, a cage bird. Horse sports busting loose. This that order number three. On the 19th of June, the poplar tree with strong roots. Fertilized by strange fruit. Rosa Kaepernick sitting almost World War II. Jamel Hill tweeting that Ray Lewis is a coon. This that unapologetic black, black and proud, black power, black love. One hand raised fist while I'm standing. This ain't cold switch. Master going back to freedom planning. This that moment now. Turn up, put it up, plan action. This is Cassie in the woods beating Lily Jean with passion. This ain't Ollie versus Frazier. This Ollie fighting drafting. This is Hughes. This is Stacy. This is Grandmaster Flash. Basquiat, Savage, Henry Douglas. This is Jazz. This is like a fighting scooter where Angela's Afro. Not a black queen cooler's about to pass. Stacy Dash. No, the hug. Uncle Phil gave the will. This is that show. The steps Ruby took to get to school when she was hassled. Brown, Garrison. Today I'm talking to Griobi. He is an MC and the founder of Schoolyard Rap, which is a company created for one purpose, to educate through entertainment. We'll be talking about that and also two of his albums titled Our Story and Historia. Griobi, welcome to Books, Beats, and Beyond, man. Man, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I appreciate you inviting me and I uh, look forward to you know, digging up some treasures as we talk to each other. <laughs> well, thank you. So I like to always start off by asking... Why is your name Griobi? Explain to the people. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, when I think about what I do um, in this new uh, kind of lane and genre I'm trying to, I'm trying to create, you know, I, I educate through mm-hmm. music. Um, and a griot, actually, traditionally in West Africa, um, would be a historian, uh, a storyteller, uh, an advisor to the king. You know, in West Africa, we had an oral tradition before Islam came. And so we mm-hmm. we passed down stories and all of our contracts were done through word of mouth and handshakes, right? And so... Uh, Griot would be the person that actually, you know, told the history of the people, um, but he did it through music and he did it through song and poems and fables. Right. And that's what I do. I, I tell stories to teach and educate. Right. And what's the B? What's the B for? My name's Brandon. Uh, OK, OK, OK. OK. Real yeah. Brandon. OK. I thought it was brother or something, but no, that works. Uh, hopefully <laughs> one day there'll be other griots. And uh, there I we go. G, there you we know? go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. What's your educational background, just to lay that out? Well, I have a, um, a bachelor's degree in African American Studies, okay. a minor in history and English. Okay. Um, and then my master's is in education. Okay. Um, I, so as far as my formalized education, that's where it came right, from. Right, right. Um, my, my unformal education, that came from 
you know, my family, uh, my mother always taught me black history growing up. Mm-hmm. She always made sure I learned my history. Um, my, my grandma, my Nana, she always made sure I learned about things. And she, she taught me my, you know, my stepfather and father, they always took me out to work with oh. them. Um, they were laborers, but oh. every single summer or every mm-hmm. single weekend that I wasn't busy, I was working. Mm. I mentioned that because we always have, a, you know, we talk about formalized education, but there's a lot of people who are very smart because they pick up knowledge from other places that aren't necessarily institutions. And absolutely. I think both of those educations have value. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially when learning about our history, you know, yes. um, you can have all the formal education you want, but the system set up for us not to dig as deep as some of the stuff you're talking about on your albums. So, um, yeah. So knowing that, you know, your family helped teach you about African history and there, there's others that do that. But somehow at the same time, you see you seem a little bit more inspired. What really inspired you to do the work that you do? Well, I said, you know, I, I kind of mentioned in my first song, you know, uh, the first uh, song on the Our Story album. I said, in school, they teach us half-truths and nothing about our past at all. Mm-hmm. We never learned we ruled the court and I ain't talking basketball. Hmm. We were kings and queens, merchants, innovators, making things, doctors, lawyers, warriors, every is, every, every E. You know, but all they ever teach our kids are slavery yeah. and Dr. King. Right. And that's really where it was. I think, you know, I look at our scope of this country, right? And I look at my, like, my passion in life. My passion is helping others and and being out to be able to teach people and and truthfully african americans and latinos people of color in this country our history isn't taught in school at all right and 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 what it is is it's marginalized slavery we were at the whim and at the will of somebody else right right? and then dr king we were getting beat right Right. non-violence right it's never something where we were it can it can that that has its own power in itself right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there's also different forms of power and and strength and i feel like our people need to know that my students and kids and the youth need to know that information because ultimately i believe it brings a sense of pride absolutely and i think knowing about yourself and understanding where your people come from and how far they've came and what you can do not just what you're told to do or what you're presented as an option that's powerful and that's really why I do this, because our start, we need to know that. We need a, a revolution in a sense, but an education revolution. Right, right, right. So talk briefly about your organization, Schoolyard Rap, and, and what it does. Okay. Uh, Schoolyard Rap, actually, we, we educate through entertainment. It's right there in the motto. We, we make music, um, curriculum, and uh, educational videos to actually teach about history. Not just black history and Latino history, but U.S. history as well. Mm. In addition to that, we, we partner with different companies and organizations that need help bolstering up their curriculum, whether that's coding or tech or whether that's science or driver's ed. And we actually help them by making music and coordinating so that whatever they have, it can be more engaging to students. Because let's be honest, this is a very multimedia right. uh, multimedia um, generation right now. Right, <laughs> sure is. need to... You got to combat that. You can't just say, oh, back in my days, we did this and this. Right. You actually have to work hard to meet the students where they're at. And what has been the response from the kids and, and what grades, are, what were we talking? What ages are we talking? Well, truth be told, it's, it's all the way from, you know, kindergarten, early childhood development, all the way to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and the response university has been exceptional, mm-hmm. um, both from teachers and uh, the students. And I think that's because there are companies who do such things like I won't mention my competitors names, but right. there are other companies who make music. But I, I truly believe our music, you know, where, where, where is they go? I feel like they make teach through music. We mm. actually make music to teach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's important. I think sonically right. it sounds great, you know, and, and that's important. The beats have to sound modern. The, the lyrics have to come off. The delivery has to come right. It has to sound like it's 
traditional rap but it actually has to trick them into learning in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I I have little ones and it seems like the way they learn in school is through singing, through song. They they do it all the time and it's funny how music and the brain work. They seem to learn much more. So, it was brilliant how our ancestors did that. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's a, it's a way we learn. Uh I mean, if you say the ABCs right now, can right. you tell me ABCs how you learned them? A B C, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, the very basics, mm-hmm. you know, we learn through music. Right. Right. So, what specifically influenced you to become an MC? Well, truthfully, okay. It's a it's a seventh grade student. <laughs> his name uh his name was uh Kendall and he uh he was listening to Chief Keith. Now, I didn't know Chief Keith at the time. I just got I got out of college. Yeah. You know, I'm still listening to my old, you know, uh, 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 Wale, yeah, and J. Cole, mixtapes, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I'm a mixtape guy. So I listen to this. I'm like, what the heck are you listening to? <laughs> and he's like, Mr. Brown, this is dope. I said, this is trash. <laughs> that song, no, that's that thing I don't like. And yeah. I was like, yo, this is not good. And he said, I bet you can't do better. Oh, challenge. challenge. <laughs> so that night I actually went home and I uh, used a computer program called Audacity to mm-hmm. make my own song about the Stamp Act because that's what we were teaching at the time. Okay, Stamp yeah. Act, that's that thing I don't like. <laughs> you know, yeah. I came to class and they loved it. Wow. If the reception was, if it, it took me back. I didn't know it was going to be that well received. Mm-hmm. To this day, I have students in my, you know, Instagram DMs, you know, like, Mr. Brown, I just want you to know I'm in this grade right now, or I'm in cotton, and what you taught me and how you taught me was the best thing. Your song still helped me in wow. U.S. history class AP, and I'm like, wow. wow. You know, those, those comments, it make it all worth it. It's like why I'm doing it, you that, know? That's dope. Now, now, when you go out to in the community with schoolyard rap, is this something that you have to do physically, or is it something that the teachers can buy and do it themselves? How does that work? Well, currently we're in the we're in the model where it's it's it's, a, it's me doing it physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going out to different schools, colleges, universities, performing. But the ultimate goal, truthfully, is to prepare a curriculum. And my goal is by Black History Month of this year, uh, upcoming year, part of me, we have at least lesson plans and standalone, um, you know, worksheets, uh, right. songs, as well as videos for the majority of the album so that teachers can actually use it in the classrooms yeah. and ultimately to have a full-fledged ethnic studies curriculum unlike any that's ever been seen because nothing has ever been seen like this right dope dope <laughs> so, yeah that this that's may, the goal that, that, that's a good goal man the demographics are changing and it's time to really bring the uh other histories up to uh, to the forefront you know it, it just makes it for just a better a better world you know so um, this Absolutely. is this a good way to do it so 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 when you think about your love for hip-hop what song comes to mind and why well i think tupac uh picture me rolling mm-hmm. that's was, a dope song that, that's what i grew up on I'm from la so i grew up listening to tupac um you know my favorite verse of all times is is, is eminem uh, uh, renegade. Since oh, I'm in a position yeah. to talk to these kids and they listen, right. it's just so it's like the uh, Tupac yeah. aspect. And, and what I grew up in, that's really what you know sonically. I mean, that's the vibe you want to feel. Right. You know, like like yo, I feel this right. Right. The Eminem is the 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 technical aspect of hip hop, mm. the internal rhyme scheme, the mm-hmm. external rhyme scheme. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I that's. Those are the two I have to draw inspiration dope. from a lot of times. Those are dope, man. So let's let's talk about the albums. Uh, maybe we'll start a little bit with our story, and then maybe uh, uh, talk a little bit about Historia. So, okay. if you want to explain the title of both before we dive into some of the music, 
absolutely our story um we're, we learn history all the time his story right and i felt it prudent to switch that narrative up and start talking about our story mm. which is our story mm -hmm. um and historia is just history in spanish mm, okay. you know yeah. uh, i think that's very important to learn because you know all students really learn about their sales, you know, our Latino, Latinx community is, you know, Cesar Chavez. Right. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And that they're immigrants, mm, you know, and right. that's, that's not pleasant or empowering at all. Right. Now, let me tell you, do you, do you have any uh, Latino background? No. I mean, I have none in my blood that mm -hmm. I know of, mm -hmm. uh, but I taught the community for five years or for wow. four years. Pardon okay. me. Yeah. You know, so it yeah. felt prudent. Like I'm, I, I know they need it. Right. Right. So, um, you have a song in there called MWA <laughs> and that stands for medieval West Africa. Yes. Um, what were you trying to instill with this song? Let, let, let me paint a little picture. Come on, let me take you to a river, Niger. Soft G like a J in pajama. Below the Sahel, we are in the savannah. Okay, this, this is where we start with the blacksmith and iron smelting. People brought the knot. Not spear checkers, no pad. Daggers, plows, and swords. Efficient tools led to surplus grain stored. Less time farming, more time to make. Weavings and sculptures that they could trade. Up and down the Niger, it's like an interstate. So they join villages to protect themselves from raids. Squad up, raiders don't want drama. This unity eventually led to the kingdom Ghana Who controls the trade of gold from the mines of Wangara With the meat preservers off from the Sahara town to Gaza Kings regulated trade of gold by owning all go harder than the gold dust Which was used like they dollar Soldiers hired to protect and to expand the border Governors ran the city, monarchs hired scholars Who collect the tax on every single thing in kingdom border Court was held every day to maintain the order An organized kingdom of officials, traders, golden warriors Does it sound like the Africa you heard of? Africa, got a Molly song, how the truth is coming at you. Everything you thought is wrong, right? All you heard was dirt poor people in huts. They built castles and have more of golden kings. Medieval West Africa, got a Molly song, how the truth is coming at you. Everything you thought is wrong, right? All you heard was slaves and do a voodoo. They built colleges and libraries in Timbuktu. Okay, let's talk about Molly. 
wasn't written down So you take it as a joke, but how can you doubt the spoken words of a Can you doubt the spoken words of a griot? What you thought, what they thought was all true eh? Your history books and your TV like to you eh? West Africa's more than slaves and Ebola Listen to the griot cause he told ya What you thought, what they thought was all true eh? Your history books and your TV like to you eh? West Africa's more than slaves and Ebola Listen to the griot cause he told ya Why you think I do this? What you think I really do? You think I'm here rapping just to entertain you? I'm a griot, that's a teacher for the African people when it comes to telling stories, I have no equal Advisor to the king, historian, a sage fellow A Nazi with the tongue, Aesop with the fables That's the grill, yeah, flow bomb like torpedo The T is silent, D and Jango, can I put the G in angle? Coming at this rapping, different vicious how I mangle Every beat I'm on, I kick it heavy footed like some cankles Grill B, G is for golden, R is for rule I as an I will only do to you what I want you to do to me yeah. Therein lies the T, cause I'ma only give you truth So don't you ever lie to me And that's the basic of relationship, but basic of be you know, B is for that bread, that's that truth on what you feed Sometimes that bread is sour, I ain't talking about that though Sometimes that bread is bitter like a burning black and toast The black ain't bad, black is beautiful to me And that's the purpose of this opus and the reason why I teach Creo B is here to teach you about some black history yeah. ha, ha, ha. I Creo B is here to teach you that we came from kings and queens What were you trying to instill with this song? Really, you know, all we ever, I say it in the hook, all we ever learn is dirt poor people in huts, they yeah. build castles and have more gold than King Tut. Mm -hmm. Like the bridge to that song or the beginning to that song is a poem from the, the intro and it says, it's one of my students. She says, if, if I'm only taught that my mother is dirt and my mother is poor and my mother's only history is slaves, nothing more. How can I look in the mirror and see something to adore? Right. How can I believe that my worth is something much more? Right. And so it's like, yo, if we're going to talk about black history, let's start from the beginning. We weren't just slaves. Absolutely. That's what a lot of people start. Oh, you were slaves. No, our people, our roots stemmed from kingdoms in Africa. Yes. Right. Like vast, strong, wealthy kingdoms. Mansa Musa is the richest man in the history of the world. Exactly. Right? Four hundred billion dollars worth in today. Man. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Man was rich. Yes. man. And that and that wasn't and that wasn't dollar bill rich. That was gold rich. Gold rich, right? <laughs> you know I mean? He went. He went to Egypt and and basically destabilized the the whole entire uh, economy there. He just was by giving away gold. And like like you said, he wasn't making. He said he's not making it rain. You said he was making it snow or something. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. You that know? was rich. Yeah. So I, I felt it was very prudent to to, to speak on that in right. the album. Right. I think one thing when I think about medieval West Africa, you can help me understand this because you you know you 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 probably. Uh, learned about it more than me but when they say medieval west africa whose chronology are they really following because from from all the stuff i'm learning we've been here so long like how do they know that's medieval you know what i'm saying yeah so medieval is a european term which really encompasses the years after uh the dark ages uh, oh, okay. right and then all the way up to the age of um not reconstruction, pardon me, the, and not the, the scientific revolution. Pardon okay, me. Yeah. So it's really that, that time, right, from about, gotcha. you know, 10,000 all the way up to around 14,000, okay, okay. I don't have the exact date yeah, off the top fine. of my head. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so when we're looking at medieval, they're comparing to the medieval Europe. So in my, yes, so in my when I'm thinking, it could be, <laughs> I wonder what the chronology would really be, you know, if we base oh, it on African chronology, like, pfft. 
it would be completely different. Like <laughs> yeah. think about think about the Egyptians. Exactly. They built pyramids. Right. Like, mod- like okay, if we truly look right. at the the, the, the pyramids, <laughs> they stand to this day. They were done without heavy mechanisms or machinery. Right. And yet Hollywood always tries to say, oh, aliens. They play with right. it. Oh, aliens. And so, yo, and all oh, these, they were, they were white skin. No, these were dark yeah. African. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Different right. gamut of, of skin color. And and that is, I mean, we've been doing great things for a long period of time. Right. I think, I think it was interesting, not to go off on a tangent, but when I learned about Kemet or ancient Egypt, they always they used to map out the stars and mm-hmm. they got so deep they had something called the great year or like zeptepi means they celebrate the great year every 25,000 years <laughs> so how many great years did they celebrate you understand what i'm saying like yeah it's just crazy how deep that goes man and um um i think another thing about that song um medieval west africa timbuktu man how brilliant those people in Timbuktu were. Man. Right? It was the first ever university. Like, think of that. Europeans, like Ibn, Ibn Batutu, he, he came, uh, Batuta, pardon me, he came from, he was a famous explorer, but he came there and said, no, this is the center of the world. Like, mm. this is the most beautiful thing. Because it was all the knowledge from Islam yeah. was, was all put in that area. And that really goes to show how educated these people were. Engineers, philosophers, yeah. you know, astronomers, like you just said. Right. Genius. Right. <laughs> and knowing that a lot of them buried the manuscripts all over the uh, the desert locations just to, to hide them from invaders. And now that yep. they're now that they're being resurfaced, I'm just scared. Like they need to have some kind of foundation donation to keep those things from deteriorating because if society is as racist as, as it is now, if those ever deteriorate, you know how that's going to be, how they're, that they're, they're going to make that story just erase. But just knowing that they, we have those records, it, there needs to be something to do to, um, to uh, maintain those, you know? You better believe before it deteriorates, they'll take copies mm. and they'll claim credit. Right, right. <laughs> that's usually how it goes. Right, right, right. In history. Right. And I, and I just, also there was a part of the song and it just hit me like, talking about the, the griots and how they said they would already be in communication and trading with people over over here you know mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of boggles people's minds because we're so stuck in a european mindset as to well how come those communications we don't hear much about i mean maybe they didn't see it as that serious in a sense you know like this is just how it is you know yeah 100 percent. i think there's i mean while while european um, historians and scholars have yet to confirm it. There's a lot of discussion whether or not the, the Africans in, in the reign of Mansa Musa and during the time the empire of Mali, right. they, re- they reached the new Americas or new earth. Right. Um, pardon me. Right. I mean, I think, I mean, while, while I, I always try to make sure I stay clear of opinions and just all the facts for the most yep. part, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to make sure it's, it's educational. Yep. You know, it's hard sometimes because a lot of the educational information, the factual stuff that we're given, the research base, yeah. it seems like it's very Eurocentric even still. And I'm like, even there still. has to be more to that story. It is. And so while I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pigeonholed, confined to, yep. to make sure I give factual information for the sake of the credibility of what I'm trying to do. I understand. For the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I truly believe that there was connection yeah. between the you know Africans and the Mesoamerica. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. 
Oh, you know, absolutely. Especially, you know, I'll do it for you because I, I know you, you want to stay <laughs> as <laughs> as credible as you, you need to. But I'm going to throw it out there. I, I've read people, Ivan Van Sertema, they came before Columbus. All the uh-huh. evidence that was in that book of how they're finding certain tobacco leaves that were in North America over in Africa, certain mm. pipe designs, certain uh, costumes and, 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 and clothing. It's all in that book. It lays it out. It talks about how you can get in a boat and you don't need a sail. And after 30 days or so, it drifts all the way over to Mesoamerica. They're founding the Olmec heads, these huge Olmec African heads <laughs> in, in over uh, in, in Mesoamerica as well. There's so many connections. And just knowing that if you look at uh, Kemet, if you look at parts of Mesoamerica, like Chichen Itza, when you look at these pyramids, when you look at these mounds, how mm-hmm. is that not communication? How is that just mm-hmm. coincidence that they both right. have pyramids? Like, and they're all yeah, and they're all at certain angles too. Exactly, like the angles of it. <laughs> That's like me telling somebody who thinks, "Oh, it could be a coincidence." Okay, so fifty thousand years from now, when in China they found two turntables, and then they found two turntables in America, are you going to say that's just a coincidence? <laughs> like people right. were talking, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a. Yeah, I, I, I hear you 100%. I believe you. Like, I, I believe it in my heart. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I got to make sure it's hard. You yeah. Know, it's really, truly difficult Ch- when you're trying to navigate this, this, especially this country. Right. You know, you have to make sure, or I have to make sure. Yes. And at all times, I'm, I'm, I can back things up and I can, I can prove the things that I'm saying, even because there'll be so many powers that be and so many critics that try to denounce that. Absolutely. And the issue, I can deal with, you know, trolls on the internet. I can, man, that, that doesn't bother me. It's just those individuals who are in power yep. in the education circles, yep. right? Yep. In the district offices and superintendents yep. who I want to get this information. So mm-hmm. I have to, I guess, settle in a sense, but truly I have to acquiesce to make sure it's specific, tangible, factual mm-hmm. things that are backed up, even though, I know it. <laughs> right. And you know, and, and, and that's the smart that's the smart route because even the stuff that has irrefutable evidence isn't being taught in the schools. So right. even w- what you're doing now is just be a revolution in the way that um, kids learn history. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I think the great thing about your album is it flows from, you know, our ancient history goes through the Ma'afa, the Middle Passage into slavery. Mm-hmm. Then it seems like it goes through uh, emancipation. Then, you know, um, go, we, we, we kind of gain some kind of freedom, independence, going through the civil rights movement and so forth. So there's so many songs that I can talk forever about on this. But I just mm-hmm. really wanted to touch on one more on this album. And yeah, um, that song is Black Wall Street. I'm black. You black. Bye, black. The money wasted on jewels and open new schools. Black Wall Street. Nah, this ain't game click. This a black oasis. A place that came with all black residents. School board president. Look like the students, so the policy ain't prejudice. We didn't have to settle with shade throwing haters. Those same folk that hate us. Those same folk that hang us. Granny said southern black folks had it hot. 
God Once a daddy was free, he was off of one job Sharecropping, same thing as a denture servant Plus you had to pay the boss man to use the tools you work with Occupation most had after emancipation For rent and their food, ex-master they were paying That's a cycle of death, just like the cycle today Cause you work to your death, the deed ain't in your name And there's little black wealth, cause we making it rain Pouring money in the companies that won't do the same We need a black mouth is, put it where your house is, buy all black everything, even outfits, let me break it down, you have a dollar and you take it down the block, to the shop, owned by Mr. Johnson, and you cop a black owned black made soda pop, Mr. Johnson says, thanks for your business, thanks a lot, and you like it, so you tell all your friends to go and buy it, Mr. Johnson business boom, so now he needs a sidekick, he hires, your best friend's big brother Keith, now Keith's got a job, so he's staying off the streets, Keith grows up to be police, serves the hood, he grows up in his partner Said that kid's a threat He said that's my brother's friend Keith's as big as black Mr. Johnson's is too That same black bank Donates to your school Shoot that black owned soda company Does too Exactly what Black Wall Street did Imagine every person in your hood Money stacking Wealth accumulating Economic trapping What happened? Do you hear those bonds Falling from the sky? Bang, bang, bang Buildings burning down People dying left and right Bang, bang But this ain't our If you're enjoying Book Speaks and Beyond, do us a favor. Go into the show notes of any episode, click on the iTunes logo to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Oh, Black Wall Street. Yeah, man. Imagine what would happen if your favorite rapper rapping spent the money wasted on jewels and opened new schools. Mm. Black Wall Street. Mm. I, if people who don't know Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street was in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the early 1900s, right? And mm-hmm. um, I think I heard that the dollar circulated so long that it could stay in the community for about a year before it leaves. Yep. That's um, literally out. Yep. And now, it, if a dollar is in the black community, it leaves less than 15 minutes or something something that's what it's yeah that's the research that uh that has been quoted gosh yeah, it uh the black wall street was such a phenomenal thing it's a true testament to you know what african americans and, and negroes at the time were, were capable of when joining together right. like we we have every like <laughs> we were never less intelligent right less capable we needed opportunity right, right? and so when we had that opportunity we thrived like that's why i love i I love calling myself a Negro mm-hmm. because when we when we as a, as a people called each other Negroes, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have the Harlem Renaissance, we have Black Wall Street, we have the Hope Hope School mm-hmm. in South Carolina. We had great institutions that were strictly to elevate and uplift us. And the amount of things we achieved in the sixty years, mm. like think about that—that that was sixty six years. years. Yeah, that's nothing. Since we have free, um, emancipation, yeah. right? The amount of things we achieved is just phenomenal. Right. Right. So, Right. Yeah, Black Wall Street is a, is a powerful song in my opinion. I love yeah. that song. And I think the thing, uh, if, if people who want to learn more about it, the thing that's interesting about Black Wall Street is these were successful black people, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing what was at the time. It was segregation. And, you know, the white people didn't want to be around black people. They really wanted nothing to do with black people. These black people were so successful that the surrounding white community got jealous and burned it down. So it down. that is very interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. And what and what's even more interesting, and really it, it's still a testament to this day, they burned it down under the rules that a black man had inappropriate or illicit contact with the white woman. Right. So it just spoke to their fear. Right. It spoke to the saying of one person against another. Right. right. And so because of that, they burned down an entire community. I mean, of course, like you just mentioned, that was pretty much that was the the, the scapegoat. That was the, the false reason why it occurred. Right? right. They were definitely envious of the, the, the success Black Wall Street was having. Right. Right. And knowing th- you have a line. Do you hear those bombs falling from the sky? Talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like they firebombed Black Wall Street. It was legitimately an act where they 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 burn down an entire community um with planes crazy <laughs> like this is before you know we have with the world war ii yeah. this is before the bombs of war this is actual large-scale arson for an entire community Mm-mm. that is it wasn't until the move move bombing in philadelphia right. that we see that again and once again these weren't just citizens these were government officials yes yes right and that's what that's what's disturbing about that. These yeah. weren't just oh random Joe Schmo. These were the police, right. the local government that made this happen. So that is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I make so, the go, yeah no go ahead. I say I make the contracts. This ain't Iraq. This is black. Like you, <laughs> right. you think bombs falling from the sky. You think no, this is black walls. Right, so. right. So. I, you know, it would be a game changer if we created Black Wall Streets across this nation today. And and if if we did this across the nation today and certain white people got jealous to a point where they decided to raise the community to the ground, I want to believe that we're past where they can blatantly terrorize and destroy these communities. Do you think that? Like, if we were able to do this again, do you think it's possible? <sighs> I say yes and no. <laughs> I say yes because as uh, at this generation, which I think this generation has so much power because of social media, right. they're more aware of things and, and, and news circulates fast. Right, 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 right. I say no. I, excuse me, that's why I say no. I say yes because if we look at the police, mm-hmm. if we look at our, our government agencies on this country, I think they have the power to do such a thing. Right. I think it's, if if something occurs, right, and whatever the reason is, or the scapegoat, or the rules is, or the 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 justification that they come up with, they probably would have the right not to burn down an entire community, right, no, right. But they do have the right probably to to go in, mur- like when when they talk about Chicago and they say we're gonna bring the National Guard, <laughs> right. What does that truly mean? Exactly. Right. Our National Guard, by, by the way, have tanks. Exactly. They have, like you know, our police force. A lot of them have tanks, like. We are in a system, you know, it's funny, the Second Amendment protects, the, you know, gives us the right to bear arms for the purpose of a militia in case the government becomes too oppressed. Hmm. I think a lot of people forget the second part of the Second Amendment. They think, oh, right to bear arms, but the purpose of bearing those arms is forgotten a lot of times, hmm. right? 
Like we we could be in a V for Vendetta situation where we oh, actually yeah. have mm-hmm. a government who who is oppressing people through the police force. Now, right. It's supposed to I'm protect us from the government. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the government the constitution does. That's mm-hmm. what the purpose of the Bill of Rights was. Right. So truthfully, in this situation, I will say this. The move bombing, that was in nineteen eighty-five, I believe. That wasn't too long ago where the, <laughs> the, the government bombed a building in Philadelphia. Yep. I'm not saying it won't happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. There is reasons. There is Based on the evidence in history, yes, it is plausible. It, it is probable. Um, yeah, man, I would just say that, that we actually interviewed um, – someone who is a historian on um black wall street it's an episode in in, on our website and um we also interviewed someone in regards to um black entrepreneurship and what it would mean um for us to purchase hire and deposit in our communities so if you guys want to learn a little bit more about black wall street um there's an episode in on the website as well um so let's let's get into the album historia I, I okay. love this album too. I mean, I I learned a lot from this album. Um, um, let's start with the song uh, "Primero." How you find something already been found? There were people here when Cortez touched down. Primero. The Maya and the Omex, the Incan Empire, and the Aztecs. The Omex were first in Mesoamerica. Meso means middle. The Persian Omakayam, yeah, he may invent algebra, but old Max invented Cyril. And Cyril comes before first, you know, when the corn burst, popcorn comes out, they make that with a stone hearth. The Maya calendar still accurate all the way. A thousand years later, and the calculating true, they had many city states linked together with trade. And from miles away, just an Eats' temple can be viewed. And the Inca in Peru did bath with Kipu. Those nine strings attract anything that was traded. They crossed mile high mountains with rope bridges they created. They did surgery on skulls, over 80% made it. That's better than doctors 400 years later. They the best. They were the first in the West. Illegal. If they 
sin that label makes sense But the pilgrims came here to escape the laws of regals So logically this label that is given contradicts Because this was the land first Cabeza de Vaca explored the continent Up to the Colorado Rockies Where Africans and indigenous people rocking with the journey They saw millions of the populace Chilling, building monuments To the sky where basically just rocks and six Had living quarters that was popping in Better than some apartments that we live in today They were first in this place Yeah, they paved the way They were first That means first First on the west side of the earth First, that means first metal. First metal. on the west side of the earth Pre-metal Pre-metal, yes what, what, what do you truly want us to get from this song? Truthfully, I want you to get that very simply There's the three parts of the song I'm talking, or two parts, pardon me uh, the, the structure I like to follow with any of my songs is pretty much the first two verses. I like to to bring up historical information in a, in a creative fashion. Mm-hmm. So the third verse is always about what's going on in this country, trying to point it out to like what's happening in this country today. Oh, yeah. So in this song, I'm specifically saying that these people were first mm-hmm. on the West Side of Earth. Like you have the Mayans, right? right? You have the Aztecs, the Inca Empire, and you know, you know, civilizations before them. Right. But these three specifically, they're they they made great things, are, and it's part of some curriculum to learn about them. So right. that's important, right? That they did these great accomplishments. Tenochtitlan was a city on a lake. They built it. They terraformed an entire like ecosystem where they created a city that was in the middle of a lake. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine seeing that. Right, right, right. Like just imagine that. Right. And and it it was larger than most cities in the entire world. Like, right. Look at the population. Right. So, and what do we learn about that today in history? We learn we don't learn about that at all. It's like just like and there's nothing wrong with this, but we learned, you know how they make it look like all oh, that it was like little structures, nothing that sophisticated, right? Right. Yeah. Actually, real, real quick sidebar, my seventh when I taught seventh grade, part of the curriculum in California is to, to learn about this. It's just one chapter, right? Oh wow. Okay. So what I literally did was I I have my students. We built an entire like model of Tenochtitlan in the gym. So we had uh-huh. you know cardboard boxes, painting. Uh, we we created little people from you know toothpicks and cotton swabs. <laughs> we did the chinapas, the causeways, uh, and that's one of my favorite pictures of all time. Me standing in front of it like Montezuma, <laughs> uh, because it's like yo, this entire civilization was huge. Right. It, was, it was a, econ- I mean, a, a engineering feat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the third verse, I go on to really talk about the question there is half of this country was Mexican first. How are you illegal in the land of your ancestors? See, so break that down. And 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 you, you touched on it. The Treaty of Hidalgo. How yes. much land is really Mexico, if you think about it? Yeah, over half of the continent, uh, <laughs> no, close to half yeah. of the continent of, of North America was Mexico. Crazy. It was Mexican territory. Now, Spanish territory that turned over to Mexican territory after the War of Independence, right? Mm-hmm. So now if you look at it very, you know, colonial, colonially, mm-hmm. right? They America won a war, they got their land. Fine. That's the very Eurocentric colonial, and I get that. Like, you lose land in war. Mm-hmm. I can't deny that, mm-hmm. right? My question is, how are you illegal in the place where your ancestors lived? Exactly. Right? Yeah. That, like, that is the place where your ancestors live. Now, we talk about citizen laws and rights, right? So people say, oh, you know, th- this is a country now. This ain't the, the same. We can't go back to England and be mm-hmm. illegal like this. Okay, you're right. There are laws. So my next line is, you know, I uh, I mean, 
legally, I can see how you call someone illegal if they ain't a citizen. That label makes sense. Right. But the pilgrims came here to escape the laws of regals. Exactly. So logically, that label that is given contradicts right. because this was their land first. Right. So it's like we, we say, oh, the pilgrims were OK to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because they planted a the flag. They said, this is my land. But we're saying the opposite when it comes to people who are brown. Right, it's right. different of a different color than white. That's different. That's a form of white supremacy. That mentality. Now, I'm an American, so I have to follow the American laws. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's important to have these conversations. Yes. So hopefully, the rational among us, we can we can start to really think about it. Right. Like in a rational, logical fashion. Right. You know. Because you know, I I haven't been to the Southwest that much, but when I did go. It's really a lot of Spanish speaking and signs. I didn't feel like I, I felt like I was in Mexico, you know, <laughs> and, and for people to deny that this wasn't that long ago. It, things don't change that fast, you know. Right. So and and just to learn a little bit more um, during this whole treaty and after the treaty for the years after on the books, people of Mexican descent were considered white legally. <laughs> Although in the community, the, the the people, you know, racist people didn't see it that way. But in the books, that's what they were considered. So just knowing that at one time the Mexicans were considered white just for legal purposes was is, is pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, that is that's a, that's a very valid point. They yeah. literally were. Yeah. Um, and that's important to I mean, that's important to say because it's all about numbers when it comes to building statehood. Exactly. Exactly. Right? So in order to build a state, to actually say, oh, this is we have enough uh, people to stay. This is a state. You have to think all the way back to the uh, 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 the Ohio River Compromise, mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. ORV, mm-hmm. Um, and how they said, you know, this is what a township is. These, now you have enough people to make a state. So, mm-hmm. Right. So there's one part in there um, just for me so I can research a little bit more. If I heard the line right, you said mm-hmm. Africans and indigenous people chilling in the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, yeah. So Cabeza de Vaca, he was a, a, a you know Spanish uh, explorer, right? And so he actually to come up to California way before the Pilgrims even landed on Plymouth Rock, like the Spanish and Africans, right? Because they brought Africans with them as as travelers, as people who could help out. They actually came through this entire continent before then, mm. and that's 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 fact. That's mm-hmm. not like conjecture, right? That's not something, you know, even if I, I watch Hidden Colors, and I love that, that series, by mm-hmm. the way. But this is, you know, th- this is true. This is something you can research any place, is that there were Africans and indigenous people in the expo- exploration with Cabeza, Cabeza de Vaca up all the way to the Colorado Rockies where they saw people. They explored this place, mm. right? So I think that's powerful yeah. because literally it says once again that they were here first. Like right. Africans came here before the Americans, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that, that was a thing before mm-hmm. the pilgrims part of me. That's right. a thing. Africans came here before the pilgrims came. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is interesting, man. <laughs> Jay Ali, Jay Ali, hit him with it like, Say mile ain't a big holiday. Uh, Mexican independence ain't in 
May. May 5th is the day that they beat the French. They declared independence, it was 1810. September 16th, they claim war on Spain. The cry of Dolores made by Hidalgo. He rang the church bell in Guanajuato. 11 years later, they were a free place. That's why the 16th is the album release day. So when you put on sombreros and put on ponchos, drink margaritas and act like payasos. Stereotypes like Speedy Gonzalez. I'm checking, but I choose. You got a twist, got a twist. That's, offensive. That's offensive. Why you dig me? Why you dig Let me like you. Come on. You got a twist, man. Twist. That's offensive. Come on. Why you dig Why you dig me? But you don't know. You got a twist, got a twist. That's offensive. That's offensive. Why you dig Why you dig Let me like you. Come on. You got a twist, man. Twist. That's offensive. Come on. Why you dig Why you dig But you don't know. You don't know. Puerto Rico is a part of the USA. Yes, it is. It's a territory that's just like a state. Like yeah. Only difference is that they don't have a vote or no. representation on the congressional floor. They but they pay taxes for a billion a year. Right. They don't need passports to enter here. Since 1917, they're American citizens. Like you. Population huge, like over three million. That's you. Bigger than a dozen states on the mainland. Ooh. They were hit with a hurricane like the mainland. True. No power for months or clean water for drinking. Nope. Response was different. Three weeks till assistance. Why? Houston got a hundred. 40, they got six million. That's What's the difference? Fact. Citizenship or pig man? You got a twist, got a twist. That's offensive. Why you dig me? Why you Let me like Come on. You got a twist, man. Twist. That's offensive. Come on. Why you dig me? Why you dig But you don't know. You got a twist, got a twist. That's offensive. Why you dig me? Why you dig Let me like Come on. You got a twist, man. Twist. That's offensive. Come on. Why you dig Why you dig But you don't know. You don't. I don't care if rappers say it. It's not okay. Not okay. If you ain't black, don't say N-I-G-G-A, no. I don't even like it when we use that word, though I get how we flipped it from the negative. Now different ethnicities use that word to feel cool, hood connected, or accepted. But an OG homie from the barrio said Mexicans ain't black, they Chicanos. And Latinx is gender equal. Latino op describes all of the people. You can use it to describe a him or her. The word Chicano used to be a slur. It was rude and offensive and derogatory. But Mexicans flipped and used it with I worry. Don't use Hispanic, it's offensive if you're educated. It was invented by the Knicks in administration for the census. They created a name for any race from a place that was conquered by Spain. Don't use Hispanic, it's offensive if you're educated. It was invented by the Knicks in administration for the census. They created a name for any race from a place that was conquered by Spain. You got a twist, got a twist. That's offensive. Why you dig? Why you dig? Let me like Come on. You got a twist, man. Twist. That's offensive. Come on. Why you dig? Why you dig? But you don't know. You got a twist, got a twist. That's offensive. Why you dig? Why you dig? Let me like Come on. You got a twist, man. Twist. That's offensive. Come on. Why you dig? Why you dig? But you don't know. 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 We just played the song What You Don't Know. <laughs> what charged you up to write this song? Man, I just felt it was important to have talk about misconceptions. Mm-hmm. I think our country, a lot of times, we're so polarized in this generation. Yeah. I think the power of social media is also, you know, it's a double-edged sword in the sense where you can just search up the things that you believe in, you believe in only, and that your page, your timeline will only have those things, Right. right? And like those aren't also always factual things. 
right. <laughs> and that polarizes us. And so I felt it was prudent to really just talk about, yo, y- you got to twist it. That's not the case. There's <laughs> right. so many different things that you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I wrote that song. Um, Cinco de Mayo. Song, yeah, <laughs> we all think, a lot of people think it's Independence Day, and that that's that's incredible. Yeah, and moreover, uh, okay, so the true story. Um, I wrote this album. You know, I'm, I'm not Latino, as you asked. Yeah, but it was very prudent that I got the community of Latinos involved when 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 writing this album. So I really had a focus group that actually mm. helped me write exactly not the album, but they they the first focus group said, okay, these are the things we kind of want to learn. Right. Right. The second vocal group, after I wrote the album, before I recorded everything, I said, yo, what do you think of these lyrics? Right. Right. And one of the lines was initially was Cinco de Mayo is a fake holiday. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But one one and and the majority group, they loved it. But there was one um, one Latino who said, oh, actually, in the you know, he's from the city of Pueblo. And that's Uh, actually they celebrate that battle. Mm -hmm. And he said, can you I, I think we should change that line. And so I changed it to ain't a big holiday. Right? Ah, yeah, right. You know, it's not. It's right. not as big as we make it out to be. Right. And it's a misconception that it's independence, but that's not the case. Why is it so big over here? That's what I don't I get. Once you really understand it, like, why is it so big over here? Commercialization. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's commercialization. They they get they get money off it, you know? Right. Yeah. And and whatever makes money wins in america yeah if there's more opportunities than to make money that's that's how it is and that's our nation you right know? so the so, the the other part we talk about puerto rico well when did when did you write that because if it fit like so perfectly what what's going on what just recently happened with with the the hurricane and so forth but yeah i wrote it after the hurricane oh you did okay mm-hmm. yeah i wrote it after the hurricane wrote it within i think about a three week uh, three week span the entire mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. um Wow. And it was, it was, when did I write that album? I got to go back to my, my Instagram stories. I, I did a recording his story on IG. <laughs> um, but, but I wrote it because it was so weird to me how people just didn't see the contradiction. And I yeah. think my job is to just pose these questions, right? Mm-hmm. Not to give my answers, right? but to pose questions as an educator. So it's like, Houston got $140 million in relief. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico only got $6 million. Mm. It took three weeks for individuals to get to Puerto Rico. It took, you know, less than a week for people to get to Houston, right? right? So it's, it's, it's the question, you know, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Citizenship or pigment? And I think right. what spurred me to do that was, you know, it's important to have that conversation because I felt, opinion-wise, right. that there had to be some reason these people – this whole continent of people who are U.S. citizens yeah. did not get what they should have deserved. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So I felt that was important to have a conversation. Yeah, and and I'm be I'm uh, I was a little ignorant to this fact myself when you said the term Hispanic was invented by the Nixon administration. I had no idea. Well, yeah, wow. I, I, I benefit from being on the on the left coast and they, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, you know Berkeley, you you, you they they're so you know forward and progressive liberal standing mm-hmm. in a sense right mm-hmm. but the idea is basically yo they didn't like being called hispanic all my my friends in the area my friend my fellow educators mm. they said no we're we're latino we're what's latino the difference white. i mean if you can if it, it, it. yeah so hispanic is is truly a term and it was saying anybody who's conquered by spain or anybody who speaks spanish is his spanish 
And uh, so we have people who major in Chicano studies, right? And they're like, no, that's not us. You know, it's important that people kind of start thinking about their indigenous roots uh, when you kind of learn about your people. And they'll, they said, okay, we'd rather be called Latino of Latin American as mm-hmm. opposed to Hispanic, specifically because we're not his, right? In that, mm-hmm. uh, that situation. And we are, we don't all speak Spanish, mm-hmm. right? right? And that's important. Mm. Um, and then you have white Hispanics. So it was actually it was it was created, like you said, for Nixon administration to kind of get more people to label them as white. That's why you have white Hispanic or Hispanic mm. not white. Gotcha. Wow, wow. Interesting, man. Well, <laughs> well, I just want to say both of these albums, guys, you need to purchase these albums. I mean, there's so much information that I think you no matter how old you are you're going to learn something but i think this would be great for for uh for the youth to really learn about their history and other people's history that's been marginalized so um one question i like to ask whoever i interview is what books are you reading right now and and what books had a big impact on your life huh a big on my life <laughs> roll thunder hear my cry was a huge book which one was that Roll the Thunder, Hear My Cry. Okay, okay. I love that book. I remember reading that. Um, that's what I had a huge impact on my life. Um, right now, I'm reading uh, The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. Okay. Um, and I'm reading uh, Race Matters by Cornel West. Mm. I just finished that. Mm. Um, and lastly, The 48 Laws of Power or something. I don't read like daily. Right. But I, I take it as kind of like, you know, I read my, my, my scripture. On right. daily, I read that as a daily as just you know different things different. to kind of embrace yeah. and to think about. So what's that first one? Roll, roll of thunder, hear my cry. I mean, roll of thunder, hear my cry. Yeah. yeah, it's a story about a, a family, um, a family in the South dealing with race relations. Um, it's this this strong female character, Cassie, right? Mm. And she has two little brothers. She's taking you know taking you know taking care of them, and mom and you know taking care of them. But they're making sure you know as they walk home every day from school because the buses have to drop them off way far. They have to walk home. Mm. They deal with so much. Mm-hmm. And it just, it opened my eyes really. That book really opened my eyes to how race relations felt because similarly, I was shipped across the track, so to speak, to the white school to get a good education. Right. The school I was at didn't have the best education. So my mom being mm-hmm. an educator herself said, no, you're going to go here instead. Right. And so that spoke to me a lot. Mm, I see. Yeah. So let me ask this other question. Um, what what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence on shaping who you are today? Three biggest albums, man. I say Death Certificate. Oh, okay, yeah. Ice Cube. Uh huh. Death Certificate's one of my top favorite albums of all time. Um, definitely, I'd say Tupac Changes. Oh yeah. Okay. Changes. That's a song. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> the Love Movement by Tribe Called Quest. Okay, that was that's one of my favorite ones. Okay. Um, now that's see. three there. You, if you, you that's three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's three. I mean, those are three. I think those are three good. They're older, but if you're talking about shape my life, in yeah, sense of where I'm at right now, those are those are the three ones. Man, that Ice Cube though. Man, <laughs> that, that, it told a story. Yeah, the whole thing connected. Right. You know, it's, it's right. beautiful. Right. And Love Movement was dope, too. Love Love Movement, I liked it, but my favorite one was Midnight Marauders, but Love Movement Midnight. was dope, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, Midnight Marauders was a little better, but I didn't hear Midnight Marauders till 
a little later. I think I fell in love with love movement first. First, ah, oh, okay. Dad, you know, then, then I was like, oh, what else do they have? Right, right, Marauders. Right, right, right. So, so what do you want people to mainly take away from these projects? Our story and historia. I think if you're of the culture, I want you to take away a sense of pride, a sense of pride and education about yourself. Like I want you to feel happy to be black mm-hmm. or Latino. I want you to know more about it. I want you to have <clears throat> talking points to speak to people that, that, like I said, give you pride. And if you're not of the culture, I want you to be educated, really. I think it's important to know that I, in our country, I say I'm an American because I'm proud to be an American in the sense where I'm proud to be a part of this country and what it stands for, not necessarily how it is right now. Right. And I believe our country is the best when we all like acknowledge the accomplishments of everybody. Like mm. when we really have truth in our arguments and debate, discourse is needed, but you have to have it through informed, informed opinions, right? Mm-hmm. Your opinions are just blatantly, you know, oh, I just believe this without information. That's a problem, right? right? That's where it's a breakdown. And that's how we can have a president such as we have, right. because it's just, oh, I just believe this because he says that. Right. So I, I just want there to be knowledge of everybody. Cause I believe if you know the stuff that all these people have contributed for this country alone, right? right. There'll be less ignorance. And I think ignorance is where hate breeds. Right. Well, I just want to say you definitely did a great job of, of of creating an album around edutainment and uh really commend you for your your company that you started and there's so much history that's been omitted or is 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 in hiding you're going to have uh um stuff to talk about for years so i just uh can't wait to hear the the future stuff you bring out and i just want to say uh griobi thank you so much for being on book speaks and beyond thank you for having me uh truly phenomenal to speak to you and have this conversation it makes me more self-aware about my purpose appreciate that thanks i hope you guys enjoyed that interview with griot b um if you like what you've heard just go inside the show notes and buy the music support the brother so we can hear more brothers like him put out this music and also check out his website schoolyard rap you might want to just let the teachers know that teach your kids that something like this is out there and maybe he can come to their school okay and while you're in the show notes make sure you click on the itunes logo where you can subscribe rate and leave a review and until next time let's read listen explore